Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Casters of the Cards podcast. My name is Dane and my co-host is Taylor. Hello. And the co-host today I have Austin. Hey guys, what's up? And our lovely producer Nicole. Hey everybody. Today we'll be doing a show and tell of one of our hosts' personal commander decks. This week Dane will be showing us his Coslick the Great Distortion deck. And this is our first show and tell so Dane's going to treat it just like he's out of kindergarten and show us and then tell us and then we're going to tell him back. That's that's our special special involvement with our show and tell. He's not the only one telling. Oh boy! <laughs> so how we're going to start this off is, so he'll be highlighting some of the uh, most important cards and strategies of the deck. Then the rest of us will give our opinions and reviews of the deck. Also remember this is all based on our, our own opinions uh, playing against the deck. You know, because he's, he's at it for a while. And our own personal experience is playing Magic. Yeah, you know, because he's at it for a while. Yeah, you, I mean, you've you had know. it. You've you had know. it for they a know. little bit. They know. I mean, they you, all you've had know. it for a little they bit. They all know Dane's had Cosmic for a while. <laughs> They're all about to know. His most cherished deck. I never said that. So this is Dane's only deck. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that is incorrect. So it was my first uh, commander. It was my first commander deck I constructed. Um... Well, I mean, it really constructed you. So Dane, Dane plays a lot of colorless cards in in this card game. No, for there being so oh, many colors. Okay, so brief backstory, because my <laughs> friends are salty about the fact that I like artifacts, and, you know, nobody gets in trouble for liking black. There's nothing wrong with that, but liking artifacts is a no-no. So anyways, I, I get in trouble for that a lot. So my first deck was a... Uh, uh, saw the Planeswalker who a likes cart. Oh, Sahili. Sahili. I was like, I wanted to say Sandra. Uh, my first Planeswalker deck was a Sahili Precon, and I, I tinkered with it a little, but for the most part, it was just a Precon. Um, as one does with a Precon. And, yeah. and, and as through playing with it, I learned uh, what I liked most about it was all the artifacts that were in it. Um, and... I just really like the, the synergies of the artifacts and a lot of the artifact card so, designs. So we need to blame the pre-con then. Yes. It had the because the pre-con had artifacts. Well, then, what, what, what enticed me the most at first was being able to just play things for free. And, and Sahili made that really easy. And uh, I learned really quickly that artifacts are meant to be played for zero cost because they all cost each other down. Um, and that makes things fun when you just have a bunch of artifacts and a bunch of things to do on your turn. And you learn, and you, and you, learn you don't need to take 30 minutes per turn to and play you, those you artifacts. You should go play elves. <laughs> they all, they all do the, they all cost each other up. <laughs> do they? You get, you get so much mana out of them, they're all free. Yeah? Yeah. You might like, you might really like elves, actually. Maybe. We'll worry about that some other day. Um... <laughs> They but are that, colorless. But, the, but so that's that's what got me into colorless and artifacts. And we we uh, like the only modern decks I ever had were artifact based uh, decks. And that transition into when I finally built a commander. Um, honestly, budget was a focus for me at the time, and um, we all found our favorite uh, budget coin uh, commander channel. And um, I was able to find a deck tech, uh, a pretty old deck tech at this point, probably a pretty old deck tech three. at that point. <laughs> at the point, I think it was about a year old. Actually, he had recently updated it. Oh, uh, now it's yeah, like four. Now old. it's like four years old. But at the Thank time, 
At the time, the deck tech was a Voltron Focus Kozlik deck that had a, a bunch of uh, focus on uh, artifact equipments and cheap mana ramp. Um, and it was roughly $50 at the time. Um, and the focus was just to get Kozlik out there, refill your hand, and kill people with Infect or Double Strike. Uh, and I evolved that into uh, the gross uh, thing that is... All the expensive uh, artifact ramp. Oh yeah, you tell them right. You tell them up front. It's a. It was a fifty dollar deck, and that was a long. That was a eight hundred dollars ago. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's my only deck that I've really gone all out on, um, and I've tried with others, but it's nothing's quite the same. Uh, well, it's just so easy because all the artifacts so, are so expensive. Yeah, I mean yeah. when you when I'm looking at Mana Crypt, Mox Opal, Mana Vault. Um, and those alone are $200. Uh, well, they're pretty budget-friendly, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. They seem to be. Uh, and then I'm looking at the lands. Titans I have in here. Uh, just just kind of... Uh, I guess before I get into the, everything I have in the deck. Now it's... I guess you could still see some of the Voltron elements of the deck. Um, I do have a lot of cards that facilitate towards getting Kozlik or some of my other Titans out and swinging for big damage. Uh, but it's really more, I guess you could say, just big stuff wins. Uh, big value. Uh, as much big value as you can get in colorless anyways. So that's where the deck is uh, now. And... Uh, so what 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 do you like about your deck? Like what do you like about playing cards? Yeah, like, Dane, the, 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 so script, much money on the script says your favorite card. What is your favorite card? Well, I think it'd be fun, real quick, before I get into that. Oh, you yeah. guys can tell oh, me yes. your go favorite off, cards. Please go off script. You guys tell me your favorite cards real quick. From your deck? Yeah. If you just oh. had to think of a card that's in my deck. <sighs> that's a ba oh, okay. Well here, let's let, give us a... Yeah, Why don't while we come up with that, you tell us uh, okay. the, tell us some of the bombs of the duck. Sure, um, that's awesome in the script. It, well, mentioning the script isn't in the script, so you're going off script too much. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we can um, always we can always make an edit. Okay, uh, I mean the the obvious bombs are going to be the the titans, uh, Olamog. Uh, which one is the weaker? I guess they're both pretty good. Olamogs aren't the... At least in my mind, they're not the biggest splashiest things because they can be removed pretty good. But they both uh, destroy or exile things and they one of them has Annihilator and the other destroys uh, 20 cards of your opponent's deck, which is... They're both pretty powerful effects. They're both 10-10s and they both cost or one's 11 and one's 10 so they're, they're big uh Emrakul's the real big one everybody's a fan of not the one that's banned but Emrakul the promised and the thirteen thirteen that lets you control your opponents that's always fun actually wins the game less than you would think but it's fun it's a big fun splashy card um other bombs i'd say would probably i mean i guess it's not a bomb but all this dust is always good a one-sided board wipe um and i guess what a bomb would be planar bridge is just allowing me to on turn six or sooner depending on my ramp i'll go and get any uh any of the titans or my uh uh dark steel or sorry blight steel colossus and put it right on the board uh 
So I'd say that is always pretty good. And then the Ugin, the Spirit Dragon, is just a powerhouse. He, for eight mana, you put him out, and then he can board wipe or target destruction and keep himself alive by destroying things. So it's very powerful. Uh, always a fun card. Uh, but yeah, I guess those would be my bombs. Planar Bridge. Oh, Quicksilver Amulet. Cheating things out of your hand. Everybody loves that as well. But Planar Bridge, Quicksilver Amulet. Those are those are probably the better cards. Uh, like let, let you get the Titans out real quick anyways. And that's always fun. Uh, other than the all the ramp I have. Uh, so, I don't know. I'm rambling. Um... Uh, but well then Taylor, what's that? What what is your favorite card of this deck like we talked about? Uh so mine I actually would be Ulamog, the Ceaseless Hunger. Oh uh, my god. Just for that just for that last Just for the mill. mill? Yeah, just Taylor, for that everyone mill. Taylor's a mill player. Just whenever you text, when you play exiles top twenty cards. That's pretty nice. Now you put in the grave, it's exile. So yeah, that, that, that that's mine. What about yours, Austin? Well, my favorite card isn't in the deck, unfortunately. And that, that, that's I, not, that's see, not the assignment. See, well, that, that's not the assignment, but that's the direction I'm taking it. See, my favorite card would be Breaker of Armies because it is a Eldrazi that can help you swing through. But uh, Dane doesn't have that in the deck, and I think it's actually on the uh, pile of cards he has in his car or something of cards that he took out of the deck. I, I found it too easy to be removed. I very rarely got to swing out with it. Um, and at 8 mana, it wasn't worth casting it and then having it destroyed. I needed it to have an immediate effect in, in most of the... Uh, well, I mean, you can always get it out with Quicksilver Amulet, like you said, for not 8 mana. You can, but uh, Quicksilver Amulet would cost a total of 8 mana to get it out. So just it really like, well that would just that would just end up turning all of your Eldrazi's into eight mana then so there's really in a not sense, there's really not an issue there. You can you can it, make all your Eldrazi's cost. It, it's it's a creature and it only protects you for the one turn because well, it gets I guess, destroyed really easily. I guess easily. my next favorite card is another card not in the deck. Which well, what about a card like, that is in the deck? <laughs> well, I, I'm gonna be honest. Uh, so I'm, two or three things are coming to my mind right now. Uh, one, it turns out you, you can't mess up a cause-like deck, and I don't mean that with any kind of uh, disrespect at all, but it, there's a very fine amount of cards that look like they can fit in here, and they've definitely fit their way in here. I'm, I'm definitely trying to pick a... a I really wanted to pick a creature, because I, I do like creatures out of all the different card types. I wanted to pick a creature that just really stood out to me that I didn't see on a lot of other lists or I didn't see as being like as popular. But I'm, uh, most of these creatures are just on a lot of other lists. I, you know, there's just a finite amount of cards that you can put in a colorless deck like this. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't necessarily want to move my direction towards lands because there, there's a, there are a lot of different lands I have, uh, as pointed out before the show, 31 unique lands. 31 unique lands, which, you know, that that also has its ups and downs. But and even then, with the lands, it seems to be just about the same thing. If there's a, uh, if there's a land for extra mana, or if there's a land for a desired effect, they're pretty much in here. Um, so you see most of what you'd expect to see in a Kozlik deck is in here. Right, and yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. And I, I'm, I'm thinking, what I'm thinking is, I'm wondering if the, 
is just a result of the the area we're in with it being an Eldrazi colorless deck and it being Kozilek, or if you know if there are, are there undiscovered gems for this or are there not? I have a few things I know other people aren't using, like a. Oh well, and that being said, I will pick a card that is in the deck. So a card that is in the deck is Homeward Path as a land. Um, I'll say it's my most favorite card. It just it does get you your creatures back for free. Um, very situational. All right. But I'll pick that one. Nicole, do you have a? Would you like to join in? Pick your favorite card. Can't be Soul Ring. It can't. It can't be Soul Ring, and it can, also can't be Homeward Path or, uh, not. Um, it can't be Ulamog either. I was gonna pick Ulamog. Okay. Well, well, well you can pick. You can pick the other Ulamog. Yeah, I was gonna say there's two Ulamogs. Right. I like the one where they. They mill. Okay. Well, see. Cards. We'll see. Yeah, that's always fun. Maybe also, someone just get rid of twenty cards. Oh, so we'll see, Dane. What we really did is we found your new commander. <laughs> Why aren't you playing Ulamog? Because yeah. it doesn't have draw on it, and the draw and the countering of. Uh, I, I guess we should have mentioned, and it wouldn't hurt. Kozlik the Great Distortion, in case you're not aware, and in case it's not on the screen for some reason. Uh, when you cast Kozlik the Great Distortion, and you have fewer than seven cards, you draw to equal the difference. Uh, he's a 12 12 with Menace. And then you may discard uh, cards from your hand to counter spells with uh, equal converted mana cost. Turns out he's one of uh, three cards that can counter spells in Coalus. And um, I believe I have all three in this deck. Um, I can only think of what two of them are. I know it's this, and then it's the... Uh, there's a little instant that can do counter sorceries, and then I forget what the other card is. Do you know what the other card is, Austin? No, I don't. Okay. <laughs> I know the Warping Whale and the Kozilek. Warping Whale, that's a, right. I know for a mm -hmm. fact that there's a 7-cost counter spell. There is. It counters things targeting your own creatures. It's in my sideboard, but it only counters things targeting your own... Uh, it might be permanence, but it costs 7. It's free. No, that's what it is. It costs 7, but it's free if it's, counter, if it's targeting your own stuff. But it's a one-shot protection spell, and... I just didn't feel that was worth it. Yeah, oh, the, the one you're looking for is Warping Wheel. Warping Wheel is in the deck. Uh, yeah. The one we're talking about, I think, is not of this world. Right. Yep. I think so. Nicole, you can look that up. Colorless okay. Counterspells, just to... Just I actually it. have it right here in my sideboard. It is not of this world. Gotcha. Nice. So what? So you know, with your calls like deck, Dane, yeah. uh, what what kind of strategies do you go with with this deck? Is it just is it Voltron how it was so, when you first got it, or do you do? More I mean, I guess else? in a sense it's Voltron. Uh, you more or less, I play out as many of my uh, artifact ramp as quickly as possible, and then uh, I'll use. Uh, I have a few things to protect myself, but it's mostly things like Planar Bridge or Quicksilver Amulet and combinations of ramp. That uh, I just rush to get to Kozlik or to um, one of my other Titans. And that's usually the direction I go with it. Uh, I have a few things in here that are noteworthy. Like I got Basalt Monolith and Forsaken Monument, which makes an infinite mana combo, which is fun. Uh, but it, it's just kind of in there. It's not something... Infinite mana doesn't win me the game in this deck, but it certainly doesn't hurt. Um... Uh, and so yeah, I mean, I guess you could say 
some combination of Voltron or Kimmy is the strategy. All right. Uh, is there anything you think you can improve on for the strategies? Um, I mean, I'm quite comfortable. As we said, I have most of the Kozik cards, uh, and that's. I'm at the point where it's like, okay, I have the Kozik deck, and it's like I I know I could refine some of the mana curve possibly, but uh, all the cards I have I do kind of like whether they're necessary or not. Like Orbs of Warding isn't something you might see in every Kozlik deck. It uh, gives you the player hexproof and prevents one damage if you would take damage. And that's all it does. Um, and it's not really helping the strategy at all, but it's a fun little protection spell. And the Immortal Sun, while I do have a couple of the Ugin Planeswalkers in here, Immortal Sun shuts off Planeswalkers and it makes all your uh, cards cost one less. And I find that to be a lot of fun. I don't see a lot of people running it. And I quite... I just... I, I like all this... Because it does other stuff. It draws you an extra card in your turn. And it gives your creatures plus one, plus one. And I just find it to be fun. Uh, so I, I could I could refine it. But uh, I certainly have found a good balance of playable. And then I have a few things that I just have in there because I like them. Right. Like I don't need to have as many non-basic lands as I do, but I kind of like the toolbox nature of all the lands. Because every land I play is like an additional card in a sense. Because I have only one land that enters... No, sorry, two lands that enter tapped. Everything else enters untapped, so it functions like a basic land. It just doesn't have that innate protection that a basic land would or the searchability. But they all, almost all of them enter untapped and are usable to turn the play them. Except for guild commons and uh, or guild list commons and uh, mirror pool, everything else you're good to go. So I I like that, and I don't think it's a problem that I have so few basics. Usually, don't run into a lot of blood moons. So would you time. would you say you're done with the deck then? Is, I, I'd say is I've reached a, the conclusion with it. I know not a lot of. There's not a lot of decks you can just necessarily be like, oh, I'm done with this deck. The only thing to do at this point is to follow new cards coming out. And I've followed up to Kalheim. I've got, I've got, um, I forget what it is right off the top of my head, but I have a card from Kalheim. But further than that, I don't have any inclusions. I don't have any. I know there's a card in Strixhaven, I think, that's really good for. A couple there's of the strategies. There's a couple of colorless lessons that mm -hmm. came out, and then I know. Uh, uh, there's that guy who like looks like he should be on the jersey, but he's not. He's got like the six arms. I forget what he does, yeah. but I know there's mm -hmm. a few other cards, and I'm sure there was stuff in the D and D set, and I just hadn't been following it in the last year. Been busy and stuff, uh, but I don't know. I, I like where I'm at with it. I think. Um and. What do you guys think about where oh, I'm at with the deck? It's the, look at that. Oh, no. It, we get to talk about it now. It's that time of the video. So, Well, we heard a little bit of what Austin thinks already. So, Taylor, yeah, you go ahead and tell me what you, what well, you oh, think about the deck. Oh, but I think so much more. <laughs> just for all the viewers. Uh, yeah, by the way, Austin and uh, Dane have a very uh, interesting relationship we had when a it comes to the magic. Well, see, we, just, we had a podcast before the podcast, just letting you all know. So they, they they like to discuss the topic of the podcast we, before the podcast, even oh, but though we'll, they shouldn't. Because we'll that definitely kinda... get it back out again. It's not like we're saving it; and it's one and done. 
Uh, so for your deck, Dane, uh, a lot of the times, depending on the other decks around the table, usually you are a, you are a definitely a threat because you're a sleeper. Because, you know, you usually don't get a lot of cards out that are, like, threatening at the start, but you get a lot of mana. And then once you get that Kozilek, just boom. Like, it automatically becomes a major threat. So, uh, that, it, it, it's interesting to play against because of the... Uh, it's interesting to play against because of the uh, uh, Kozilek's just effect, uh, effect that he's able to uh, just straight up... Uh, counter spells by just discarding a card from your hand uh what about you nicole is there anything just just against playing we'll, we'll go into what cards we think should be added and yada yada later uh i feel like personally from seeing you play it you do rely on like console like a lot and i feel like if we get rid of him i mean you've clearly got stuff in here that can like also in the game or you know do a lot of damage to people and i don't feel like we see those as much it's almost like you i don't feel like you use them to their highest potential so just just based on the deck list because i i don't think i can talk necessarily about you uh, know if it should be better or not well and just I'll, your playability i'll plus you on that nicole i mean like some specifically i can point out is like i i remember the most seeing like probably your void winnower and maybe like your Blightsteel Colossus, but like your Platinum Angel, like I don't think that comes in very The Platinum well. Angel is a newer addition. I don't know that I've got to play with you guys with it a much uh too much. I I added it during the COVID year and uh, I I played it a little bit in, in uh some cases at the R L G S, but I I don't think you guys have gotten a chance to see it very much. Gotcha. Well there there are those those cards and it's you know, it's inevitable with uh it, I mean, there's one of every card. You're not always going to get to see. No, and, and that's definitely true. But those also with the with the tutors I have, because I do have some lands and some other things that tutor for my big creatures. And I I probably do tend to go for Void One or a lot because it it usually works in my favor quite a bit. And uh, I don't know that I don't, I'm kind of interested. I, I I wouldn't have thought you'd say you see Blightsteel a lot. I feel like it because well, when it's, I do it's, get the chance to more, tutor, it'd be one of the Ulamogs. The reason I say I see it so much is because it, I think it is more memorable if you just. It's easier to remember a game where you I mean, play it does Blight have 11 11 in effect. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, and that's the thing is it's like most of the time if you play Blightsteel, you might not necessarily win that one. But I remember, like, I, th I think that's another reason. I, I would definitely agree with Taylor saying, like, you kind of jump out at people with these cards and, not, you know certain cards in here like Crushing Drawbridge or like Lightning Greaves, you know, stuff like that, or even Quicksilver Amulet or Planar Bridge, those are definitely cards that you're like, you get to go choose or you get to get something out like quick. And like, you know, it's it's that old classic like reanimator. Oh, I reanimate my Eldrazi and it's like, oh, 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 you do. Well, yeah, I, I guess you can do that. And mm -hmm. it's like, I guess there's now, there's an Eldrazi. So... But I think for sure, though, like like that Blightsteel is just one of those things. That I think that would help Taylor think that it's like a jump out duck. Cause yeah, I mean, if I do if I point, do tutor that up, and then it's like, okay, you have yeah. to deal with it. Well, mm -hmm. even then, right. like... Because even, it could most of the time kill anybody. Well, yeah, it's, it's a one-shot at that point if you can get all the damage out. Right, you know, and I, I think that, you know, just, just having that in your deck alone, I think, paints a certain kind of picture 
I mean, at a certain degree. Yeah, I mean, and, and even a twelve twelve with menace is intimidating because you get hit twice and you're you're dead. Well, and that's true too. But even with that, it's like everyone's still pretty aware that it's a twelve twelve, and they have a, a certain amount of time before it's out. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, and, and the kind of even with the best about, opening hand, it's like you know, right? Well, yeah, and to kind of talk about what you were talking about, it's and you know, like everyone's everyone's commander decks can be scary, and they get scary to certain points. But I think it's just one of those that does jump out because of all the uh, Eldrazi that you have. I mean, the fact that when you play a creature, usually it is a it, it, it's a bomb. It, it, it's a nuke. It's not just like little... well, that, that's why like I like Breaker of Army so much, and I, you know, I, I feel like that's to me that's definitely something I would try to wiggle back in because it's like Taylor's saying. It's like we all know what an Eldrazi is, but like well, when, the you other, don't the get other, reminded until they're on the field. No, the other thing with the Breaker of Armies though is you do have to have him and another creature. So then you're playing an eight drop. Then you're playing something else. Then you're waiting for it to be able to attack. Then you get the benefit of it allowing well, you I mean, to. And protect your attacker. You, you so might it's as a little well bit of a slow a, strategy. And I, I might as well say that about some of the things like even it, it that betrays and stuff like that is more of a it's a round the table kind of thing. It is. Um, it is. Uh, but well, and some of the other ones in here too, like but it the betrays has a little bit more impact because uh, you're forcing uh, the sacrifices and they come back well, to I, you. I would even say something like the steel hellkite then is definitely one where it's like you got to play it. You gotta have it. You either have to give it haste, and then you gotta pay the mana to destroy the cards. And it right, has to no, it. and then for a while I didn't have it in here, but uh, I I didn't have very many six costs, and it, and it did serve a kind of a board wipe function. So I put it in there to balance the deck out a little. But I didn't have it in there for the longest time because of that, because I it is a little bit of a slow way of board wiping. Yeah, I you know I mean how, even with a lot of extra mana, I mean if you get if you have your infinite mana. Though, I mean, that's definitely... Right, uh, and that is a newer thing. A that that was only a thing as of last year. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. whenever that Eldrazi monument came out. And was it Zendikar Rising, correct? Uh, yes. I believe so, yeah. yeah. All your colorless lands tap for an additional... I'm sorry, whenever permanent taps for a colorless add a colorless. Right. Right. So, I mean, all three of us, me, Austin, Nicole, have faced against your deck multiple times. Uh, I guess we should kind of go around and see what kind of makes it just kind of hard, like frustrating to play against. And I'll, I'll start off. This might be most of what everyone says. I'm not sure. Me, it's once you get codes like out, it's basically a Talaran deck where anything can get countered the moment I play it. I, I'm having to ask you if I can play things. Well, see, that's not cause like that's Dane. I mean, that's Dane. <laughs> Dane's de- trigger happy. It's the, de- <laughs> <laughs> it's the deck allowing him to play it. But yeah, that, that's the thing for me. Like. You know, creatures can get rid of and stuff, but cause like the fact that you can just counter stuff. It it feels like I can't play. I mean, and, and that's fine. That's that's perfectly fine. That's, that's well, that's the idea. He's he's the well, no, exactly. My joke, and I want to get the joke out because I, I won't get a chance to. But I tell the joke every <laughs> single time because I got my Kozlik play mat, and it's just the we same art of Kozlik. We got the it for him for our Christmas Austin gathering. Austin got it for me for Christmas one year. Christmas the gathering. It's not just was Christmas. it for that? Yes, sir. I thought, it was I the thought first it was. Christmas the Gathering. Oh, it was because I didn't have a, a MTG playmat. I had a Pokemon playmat, which I had also given you. Correct. <laughs> I wasn't uh, worried about playmats, but he made me have one, um, and he gave me Kozlik the Great Distortion. And I make the joke every single time I get a chance because he's holding his hand up, and his hand is a void, 
And so he counters things, right? Because he's putting them into his void hand. And so the deck is, is talk to the void hand. That's, that's the joke. It's because he's holding up his hand like talk to the hand. Because you got to ask the hand if you could play your spell or it's going to get sucked up. Because then he's going to say, no, void hand. Talk to the void hand. That's oh. the deck. <laughs> if I had to name this deck, it'd be talk to the void hand. Well, you, All right. You we'll, definitely we'll, put that we'll update, yeah, we'll update our tapped out list. And then, uh, Nicole, now it's your turn to talk about... Just why Dane is so frustrating. I mean, his deck. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think it's kind of what Taylor said. It's like if, when he really sets up. Oh, we can't all. You, we, you can't say the same thing, though. I'm adding on. Yeah, you got a plus, Taylor. Yeah, it's partly that, the control, but it's the fact that he can have control and he has all these 10 plus creatures that are all, you know, 10 tens. And so I think being able to have both, so having that control aspect and having, like, the board, that could be, once it sets up, it's kind of hard to uh, to go up against for pretty much most decks. That's, you know, something yeah. to get over. I mean, big creatures are always a problem, but, but then with such quantity. But then you can't play anything. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> you can't make the counter them, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, and a it's a nice tipping point. And too, and just Eldrazi in general, if you can get a bunch of them out. So, that that's my thing is the control and the aggro like at once. Gotcha. So, also, what do you think about it? Well, well, well. First of all, the most frustrating thing I think about the deck, um, I've played against his deck a lot. I'm not gonna be the part of the choir. I'm not going to preach to the choir about Blightsteel Colossus being frustrating. I think it doesn't necessarily, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily is frustrating because it's in your deck in Kozilek. It's just a frustrating card. I, I, he would be teetering on the top. Um, I mean, even with the Emrakul taking other people's turns, you know, that's a little frustrating. I don't know. I think... I don't know, Dane. I'm going to say it. The most frustrating part about the deck is you've got so many lands. They all do different things. And I know, I at this point, <laughs> it's taken a while, but at this point, I know what most of them do, but not everybody does. And so they kind of got to look and be like, what does he have over there? Well, so, I, I, I get you don't have a, a lot of options. Like the, <laughs> I get that because it's colorless... The lands doing something is a benefit, and I'd say, but it's like I think the most frustrating, the most lands. frustrating card in here then to me is the it's the quicksand. It's got to be the quicksand, <laughs> and not because it's good. It's because it's terrible. Why is the quicksand in here? Take the quicksand out. It, the quicksand put in works breaker of armies. Speed, doesn't it though? It doesn't matter. It functions as a pseudo removal because quicksand will make a creature. Minus one, minus two, or a creature minus two, without, minus a creature minus without one, flying. Creature without flying, which well, you know, enough of them are. So it's a enough of them are. <laughs> enough of them are. <laughs> just a just enough. Other than when you're playing your uh, flying tribal deck, your Azorius <laughs> Urbant flying tribal. I, I will say, what what creature are you trying to get rid of that is so harping tiny. to you? That, well, so, it's so, so tiny. A minus one, minus you two. Have an and I don't, I don't even like. Here's the deal. It's in there. No, he's no. You're you're giving him wiggle room, Dane. Don't even tell me, because when I'm about to take the eleven commander damage and I have ten and I'll be at twenty one, I get ten instead, and then I'm at twenty commander damage. You can't, don't, you can't make sure you're not defending it with that. 
Because the quicksand is... There's no way quicksand is worth it for those one-ofs. Well, what do you replace it with? The waste? Like, I have most of the good lands. In there's there. room in there. I don't know. There's probably some there really might, good There's lands probably there. a land that's come out since I designed I, it. I, exactly. didn't, I didn't get to talk about the, my some of my feedback. My feedback is where's the... I, I, I truly... Uh, well, and here's here is one, actually. Um, budget aside... And you do have it to the side. Um, Cavern of Souls, I would argue, even though it's $60 on like a moderately played, you could still, there's almost no argument. Remind Making me what, what that one does. So when Cavern of Souls enters the battlefield, you choose a creature type. Uh, when you tap it, you can add any color of mana, only for creatures of that type. Any time you spend that mana to cast one of those creatures, they can't be countered. So what it basically does is it gives you a little bit of inherent protection on your Kozilek that when it then came out would then be able to counter things. So then you, you would actually... Because I think something that I'll give you feedback about, there is a weak points of the deck strategy. And I think a weak point of your deck is, like Nicole said, you do focus on Kozilek quite a bit. So removal and countering Kozilek is a huge detriment most of the time. And, and he's not I cheap. I think it has to be. I think you can... I think yeah. you get in a mindset that, oh, if he gets destroyed, I, I can only focus on trying well, to... Well, it's, it's not that. It's, it's getting the Kozlik out refills my hand. So my hand... Ideally, I draw a hand that's almost completely ramp when I start this deck. And I get it out as quick as I can. And seven cards of ramp is usually pretty close to being able to cast Kozlik. Well, and I'd argue that... And so then I, I refill my hand, and then I can go forward with a game stretch. One, in that case, I'd still argue then I would still like to see these other cards that we don't have in here, and a lot of other mm -hmm. lists are running them. There are the duplicate mana ramps, like Urgolem's Eye and Sisse's Ring, and I don't know if... Do you, uh, is there a Warren Power Well, let's, let's be specific. Do we think I... Uh, yes. Have you seen there is, me... There is. Have, well, and see, Warren Power Stone is worse than Sisse's Ring or Urgolem's Eye, in No, Warren Power Stone I can get out on turn two and have it active on turn three. Or is Warren Power Stone it's two three. cost three? It's three. It's a three, three so it, Sisse's Ring is the same thing. Yeah. On turn four... Which is the turn you get to use Warren Power Stone. Well, and, and actually, and that's actually, I did have uh, Sisse's Ring. Um, the reason I went with Warren Power Stone is because when you break it down that way, they, they are active on the same turn. Uh, but I have quite a bit of, uh, of, quite a bit of my curve is on four. I think I have 11 four cost cards. Well, it's and not so on five. Using we'll a talk three about cost that. Card, it's using on, a three cost card three. instead of a four was a good way to fixed a curve it's, just a little no, bit. You're, you're I don't want to talk. No, wait, we'll bring curve no, up no, in no, a minute. No, no, no. no. Just, just, just so I know, most of yours is three. Like, a mass majority is yeah, Argu three. Arguably. Oh, it is three. Arguably, oh. I think your curve could probably re be re reconsidered. I mean, I'm not super worried about the curve. That's just not how I play. Well... I gotcha. And I, I, it would just be Look good to it. see. It, it's the <laughs> fact that you do have all these these big Eldrazi, and I don't see a point in having them in the deck if they don't come out. They, I usually play one or two Eldrazi per game. Well, not, well I think the that's what Nicole's so saying. And so when you look at it on paper, you, you might not think it, but I no, typically play it. at least one Eldrazi. But, well, that's the thing, though, is what, like Nicole just said, say it again. 
you could be playing more than just one. And you based on our play experience, based on our play experience, because we've all played you, it, it's either been us four playing or it's been one of us and you and other people. And I think based on our play experience, that's why I think I've seen like these Eldrazi that do something bigger or the Blightsteel only because like I don't like I don't know. I I Not, think it's just as feasible for you to play like three or four Eldrazi that are in problematic the, it, other than Emmer. It, it is easy to think that, but I go back to the statistic uh, Command Quarters uses where on average well, most with games... A, with a grain of salt. With a grain of salt, most games you're going to see one 7 plus mana card play. Oh, but you don't have to do that. No, and it doesn't have to be that way. And but, well, that, stati- that statistic is based on what? That you have way too many cards that make you, give you extra mana? Like, having seven mana by turn three? Like, you know, on turn three, you know, you see your, do you see it then? or? And that's the thing, is even if it's the one, like... I'm saying that's the average, and that's not just the average of a of a precon. That's the that, average well, that, in general. I think that's a very skewed thing to look at. Is just the average those because there are no, a this... lot of cards that don't need to be played that are seven mana be due to colors. You being in a colorless deck, and even looking at your mana curve, you almost exclusively have things over seven. And the way your deck is set up, you should be fighting this average. And you should be the one where it's like, okay, I can play three or four uh, cards that are more than seven mana. And I'll, I'll even bring up, I I have had a mono-red dragon deck, and I know for a fact I intentionally brought the curve down after six of dragons, because it was a lathless deck. And I, w- I think I was doing, I think me and you were on the same page about this mentally, even though I don't want to be, because I didn't... I wanted Lathless to be better, and I wanted a player. And I, you know, in an ideal world, I play Lathless. I pay play a bunch of dragons. I get a bunch of dragons. It works out. You know, in an ideal world, you play Kozilek. You get a bunch of Eldrazi. You play a bunch of Eldrazi, and it works out. Well, what I kept finding out is every time I played Lathless, she was gone, and it wasn't worth putting the protection in. And I actually turned the deck into playing three or four really big cost dragons over the course of the de- of the game and that being impactful and that being the main way to play the deck and you know laughless would be early and that and that was a mono red and i i don't even i my mono red deck was you know it's it's mono red it i think it's as close to colorless as you can get for land ramp counters uh destruction uh, you know, I mean, if you're going to call this deck at all a Timmy deck, I think you'd call my Mono Red Dragons a Timmy deck probably is the next closest thing. Uh, and that that's fair. And it, and it, it could very well be the way I play the deck because I do have 30 or so uh, pieces of ramp or ramp-like effects, either doubling mana or searching for lands. Or just plain old mana rocks. I have about 30, 34 pieces in that package. Um, and you could argue whether it could be subbed out. Some of those could be subbed out with other options. But in general, I feel like it works pretty well. Um, and it might just be the way I play. Because I do tend to play conservatively. I, I I think that's that also goes back to what I was saying when Taylor brought up your... The worst thing is you playing Kozlik, and that's conservatively because... You're very much trying to conserve 
the battlefield. A lot of times I'll hold back. States. A lot of times I'll end a game with an Emrakul or something big in my hand because I was just waiting for that perfect moment to play it. Well, and that, I think that's another thing is, uh, I think it's worth bringing up. Kozilek's effect only works if you discard a card with similar CMC, mm-hmm. and I think. You may have have your mana base skewed based on that. Oh, and, and that's one thing I did forget to consider is I did painstakingly. While I don't have very many fives, I'd have a lot of sixes, fours, threes, and twos, and in my mind, those are all pretty common for other costs other for decks. others to to want to either counter counter well, spell it two or you know stifle somebody's mana wrap or stacks effect or a lot of big good cards are at six. Uh, or some plus, and I have some of those as well. Well, I um, think that's why. I think, and so I do miss out a little bit on five because we didn't intentionally mention it. But I do have, um, I think I only have four, or five, five cost cards, and then they're they're worried that I don't have enough, which could could be. The case. I, I'm I am worried that your mana curve is like this because I mean, you just take a little bit off of three, a little bit off four. You've moved that six over <laughs> to the fives, and I, th- I think you're good from there. I think your your mana curve's not terrible, and I honestly don't think uh, I don't know how worth looking at it. It is past seven. I don't. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I think beyond that, at a certain fine. point, well, and even in my dragon deck, that was the thing I was finding out. Is it's like okay, if I'm going past seven mana. You know, when does this dragon win the game and how? And it's like, if you don't have a lot of seven, you know, you're not going to have a perfect, like, oh, I have two, four sevens, so three eights, two nines, and one ten. And it's like, no, you're probably not going to have that. But then at the same time, it's like, maybe there are some cards in here that are like higher mana that you could take out. And I, I wonder too, um, so we, I mean, we'll, we'll stay on the script here. Everyone has already talked about our side about playing with it and what our th- we think the worst thing is for us, what makes it hard or frustrating to play against. Um, so, so is there... A- we, we might want to switch, kind of switch up the mood here. So, kind of, what do we think works well that we would not have thought of? Okay. And I'll start... I. I didn't think you were able to get Cosmic out so quickly. I just, yeah. I, I would never have thought that a colorless deck would be able to get someone out as quickly as it. Like you get him out, what turn four? Turn turn. Four there was sometimes? a couple of games where I, I have gotten him out on turn four or five. Yeah, yeah which is like a, a really lot of that nice. is a part of because you're in colorless. There's several lands. Uh, I have five, I think, that add colorless either because or add two colorless because. They're Aldrazi or because they're colorless. Uh, and that's five double lands that you just don't have in regular decks. Uh, or they're they're not as good because you need the color. But you don't in colorless, so it works out real nice. And uh, Geode Golem is, is a key part of that. Is if, oh, I, yeah. if I get to get Geode Golem out and attack on turn two or three, then when he deals damage to a player, um, I get my commander without paying the cost. So it... That does facilitate some of those those sneaky in wins. Yeah, and I I hate to say I completely am not on the same page as Taylor because, like I said, with my 
Mono Red Dragon deck, it, uh, yeah, I was surprised that I was able to get any dragons out anytime quick, because it's Mono Red. In fact, most of the time I was having more lands than people, and I was like, well, I, I guess Mono Red works. But I think something I think that I didn't think would work in the deck is, I, I want to say, Nicole, you go first. I'll think about it. I'll, I'll think of something. He's I'll trying real something. hard to come up with something. He something is. Something positive. Yeah. Well, some, well, uh, well uh, not yeah. something positive, just something very surprising. I don't know. I've, I, I, it's, I've played this, I've played against this deck numerous times, and it, it is very linear. It's not a detriment or it's not a bad thing. There are decks that are just linear, and I mean, the, the linearity of it is you get Kozilek out, and then you start countering things, and you play a couple more Eldrazi's, and then at that time, it's like, you're either going to win or you're not going to win. In, in, so. lay, in layman's terms, Austin's not surprised by anything that happens in Magic. He knows exactly how things are going to work, no matter no matter what. <laughs> nothing nothing I'm on my him. I'm on the tip of my toes trying to figure out uh, these things. I think the thing that surprises me the most, uh, that does work, is the expedition map that I I think I begged you to put in because it does finally it I think I put it, I think I put expedition map in earlier may, maybe it was a different deck I begged you to put it in in <laughs> but I was like please remember the expedition map is whatever land you want and it's like it's it, honestly and that's the thing that I think I like about it is. It is an ancient tomb, or it is a temple of the false god. Right. It is two man, or a uh, forsaken god, or Eldrazi temple. Yeah, mm -hmm. and and that's the thing is, uh, even though it's the it is the one card, the expedition map is really good because it's it's basically two mana. So, yeah. but, but Nicole, what, what about you? Uh, I think the deck surprisingly is good recovery. Like, yeah, we consistently see you playing Kozilek multiple times. Um, you know, if something gets destroyed that you're trying to build up, it it certainly comes back in some way, or you're able to build something else up. It's not like, oh, everyone targets you and you're just done. So I, I think for a deck that relies on, you know, a high-cost commander and then a lot of other high-cost cards, I think it, uh, it works pretty well. So that would be my surprising fact. Good. So we got we got what makes it hard or frustrating to play against. <laughs> what do you think works well that you wouldn't have thought of? What do you, what would you do differently? I think I are there anything I've anything. made my points, but what about Taylor and Nicole? Is there anything else you think you would do differently with Kozilek? I, if you were forced to make a Kozilek deck. <laughs> so honestly, like the deck itself, I would just upgrade it to at least what, 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 what's current <laughs> right now with some of the cards because there's stuff like Ursa Saga that's not in there. But, oh, uh, he did. He did. He, that's right. He did Ursa, it. <laughs> Ursa Saga should go in here. Oh, it definitely Dane was very concerned that we were going to make it a big topical point about that he's he's not up to date. And here, <laughs> da here it is. Well, Taylor is the one. That's, it's surprisingly, I said nothing about this. Or, uh, the quicksand could be taken out to For put in Ursa Saga. Saga. That might, it might be a fair trade. I would, really I'd rather, good. you know what I'd rather see? I'd rather see that quicksand turn into a Mistress Factory. At least it's I have a Mistress Factory. Yeah. yeah oh, oh, oh. It's too late. Yeah, oh, well, there we go. Well, then there we go. We're fine. There can. I, I do have uh, <coughs> a handful of my lands are creatures because 
like the I have white steel thing and no, blink moth uh, or blink, blink moth, moth nexus. Yep. Uh, I got the urn. the worker no, and I got another one. It is nexus. Aha. Because I need those chump blockers because all my creatures cost so much mana. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Uh, and like I have the little thopter that fetches a land only because he's flying. If only there were <laughs> more colossal drowsy that weren't twenty cost. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I think, honestly, uh, I think you do really well with it. The only thing I would change is just kind of see if I just played... I would play a game not focusing on Cosmic at all. Like, really at all. Like, just focus on all the other Eldrazi and see how that would go. It's difficult because of the card draw aspect, but I I do understand the desire to see something different. Well, yeah, and it would be be a test. Kind of see, like, hey, can they hold their own without Cosling being in the the picture? But that'd be me. What about you, Nicole? What was something that you would do differently? Or is there stuff you keep most of the stuff the same with this deck? I mean, I think it works how it is. For me, it would just be what would I personally like more. Like, I would probably just put more Eldrazi in because I think that would be fun to just see how many I could get out in a game and... Maybe mm-hmm. rely less on Kozlek's ability. Maybe that's more of a defensive thing. So, also, it's way too much money. I would never spend that much money. Wow. How <laughs> dare you? We're, we're budget. I, I've here. considered selling the deck. Are, 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 you sure, are you sure you're budget? I, I thought I heard one time you guys are going to buy a, was a, a Gaius Cradle. I mean, that's... Oh, yeah, no. You know, nearly, no, nearly we, I was going to buy a... Or I was going to buy a Gaius Cradle, and it was actually in my TCG cart... It just so happened that that was the week that it tripled in price. Yeah. So, but... right, lucky me. You also fell victim to all of the fetch lands going up by 100 bucks because I know you were about to buy some of those as well. I remember no, no, that. not, not Weren't the... you about to buy the Raid Forest? And, or not, no, 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 not the... One and we actually got to sell it. No, we sold all the Or was it the dual So, no, well... No, we didn't have any of them. No, well, never mind. I'm misremembering them. <laughs> no, I, well, I mean, what you might be remembering just in general is, I mean, in our lifetimes, in very, very recently in our lifetimes, we've seen the triplication of card value, and yeah, all of the dual lands were maybe a hundred or two hundred dollars, and now they're maybe a thousand or not, uh, closer to a thousand. So I, I round up, and they're definitely closer to a thousand than they are a hundred. So, but. No, uh, that's what we'd do differently. We're hitting all these points. Any other weak points of this deck strat? These like what? What it? What are the? Here, here it is. This is the last of the point to hit. Uh, the etc. No. <laughs> and mark, mark it through that one. What the weak points of the deck? Are there any other things? I know I mentioned earlier, and because Nicole brought it up about relying on Kozlik, we did bring up. Hey, he's very vulnerable to countering, and then you know I was like, well, why why not we put the, you know why not you think about the cavern souls, and then because he's weak to countering, and if you don't have the exact mana to counter a card, then he's weak to removal, and he's big costly card. What what do you think another weak point of the deck's strategy is, Dane? Do you can you think of any more other than? That maybe if you're leaning a little more too too much towards Kozilek primarily, then what is another weak point? I mean, draw has definitely been a hindrance before. Whereas while I have almost as many draw cards I can have in a deck like you know without any other colors, uh, it still is a problem. 
Um, and I'd like to, like, I have, I lean more towards repeatable draw than quick draw in this deck. So I have lands and things that will draw me a few cards, but that takes mana that I'm not spending on more Eldrazi. So then either I will not get the cards I need, or I'll have to spend a couple of turns drawing into what I need. And well, no, that, that's definitely a dual-edged sword there, because it's like you need you need mana to play magic. So what do you want to do? Do you want more cards, or do you want the cards that you have to be able to be played? Right, and... And then and that's a problem because a lot of the land I have is a single draw, uh, or sorry, a lot of the draws I have is single card draw. I have very few cards that draw me multiple. Like Sensei's Divining or, or Top. Or draw. Sensei's Divining Top mm-hmm. does a lot of work, and Mystic Forge is also there to let me cheat, get things off the top. But um, I don't have very many other noteworthy draw engines in this deck. Yeah. That's why those. So that... That, that's why that planer bridge is also a top tier card is because i don't have to worry about drawing things i can use the planar bridge which is helps a lot <laughs> gotcha nicole taylor any other weak points of the deck that y'all really think about based on our play experiences i mean think about anything from anything y'all can think of taylor maybe it can't handle too many goblins or <laughs> nicole maybe it can't draw too many cards anything else before we wrap up um, oh, if you want to go to Nicole. No, I was going to just say, I think that was it for me. Just the dice to removal, and then it's hard to draw without a color. Yeah, um, and I think, like, you know, the, the, their weaknesses to decks, I think Austin kind of hit it there, uh, about, like, it can't handle too much of a token-generated deck where they're throwing all these little ones at you, because they're huge. I mean, it, it's kind of the issue with Timmy's. They're, they're huge, but they can't handle a lot of little things because, mo- you know, they can block one or two little creatures. But well, yeah, I mean, six, you got a hun- 16 squirrels kills Emrakul. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but honestly, it's a really good deck. I think you built it really well, and I can definitely see why you... Like, I can definitely see, like, the love and, like, research you put into this deck. So. Well, thank you, Taylor. Somebody Ooh. understands. Oh well, I, I'm waiting for him to finish before I say the same thing. I, I, as much as I hate the fact that all of your lands do everything and there could just be a lot more waste in there, I do enjoy seeing the Eldrazi deck. Um, I, I don't think there's another Eldrazi commander out there. I definitely, I mean, Ulamog. Ba- based on seeing how you've played that one. And just reading the other ones, to me, it doesn't seem like you could even choose a different commander. You have to pick Kozlik, and then that's how it works, and I think it works Well, and that, that's how Kozlik maintains in the top 100 with the commanders. He's usually Right, and he's, and he's sitting at a 63 right now on uh, EDH. Which right. is noteworthy when there's thousands. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, and even, like, and he's a $25 card. You'd think potentially... You would potentially think a cheaper card would be up there. And there are probably cheaper cards up there, but he's still like a $25 card. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's nice to see the Eldrazi's all, every once in a while. Maybe not all the time. <laughs> not too much. It's nice It's not nice to see the Eldrazi's on the table. I think that's, I think that's fun. Well, I, I think it's a fun challenge. It is. Oh, yeah. You play this deck, we're like, okay, we're, we're going to have to play. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, well, I mean, like, a lot of us have decks that I think that are, like, they're, the creatures are just not as strong or as big, and that turns into, like, 
oh, I need three creatures because you have one Eldrazi. And then <laughs> it, it's kind of like, oh, that's why it's I don't fun. normally need three creatures. Uh, uh, deck, work it, with me. He's, it, sometimes <laughs> I have my faults, but when the deck works, it's like, oh, I play the one creature, and then now they're afraid, and they gotta spend two. <laughs> they gotta spend one or two cards to get rid of the one creature, and then I play another one. That's true. And then maybe a third, and then they're like, oh, fuck, I'm out of resources. <laughs> Well, does anyone have any? I have, I have one last thing I'd like to close on if, before if anyone doesn't have any other wrap-up things. Uh, no, I know. I think that's it. Well, the, the thing I'd like to close on is we all know how much we hate Eldrazi's because there's been about 20 or 30 times that we've been playing Planes Chase and we've got the, the Eldrazi plane and rolled and immediately on like turn two, someone's got a 10-10 Annihilator 2 Eldrazi <laughs> And then it's like, oh, okay. Hey, bud, we all have two lands, and you, you win. <laughs> Game over. I get yeah. it. You, you rolled the planar die. <laughs> oh, and that's actually a good thing. Uh, I mean, just a little, little side snippet here, uh, in case you didn't know, Magic 2013 for Xbox. Uh, servers are down now. Yeah. It's, it's actually... It was the best place to play Planes Chase with your friends online, and now that is not the case. Yeah. I, I own the Planes Chase card, so we get to keep living the dream, but for everyone else out there that doesn't want to ca- shill out the money, you can take a bunch of screenshots. There's a couple of websites that'll let you just randomize them, pull them up on your computer screen, yeah, cast them to your TV, say, this is the plane we're on, and that's it. And you can't roll... You can only roll the die, and it doesn't change the plane. <laughs> So, but yeah, Dane, you wanna you wanna close us out of here? Your deck, your clothes. Talk to the void hand. <laughs> Perfect, Dane. Thank you so much. Like, comment, and subscribe. Perfect. That... To the void hand. <laughs> so Say next, bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs>